You're listening to a 9to5.cc podcast. John. Yeah. This may be our last episode. It might not be, but okay. it might be. Yep. We are going to be talking about the triumphant return to Fantasia uh-huh. from Matt Johnson. Yep. Maker of the Dirties. Yep. One of our favorite films. I want to say 2013 yep. Fantasia. So, uh, 2014? 2013. I feel like it was two years ago. Yeah. Might have been three. Yeah. Okay. What, whatever. Yep. <laughs> the maker of the Dirties is back with the Dirties in space. Almost. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like, the Operation 19, Avalanche. The 1967 period found footage film which makes uh, not a lot of sense like a found footage film set in 1960 and yet it does like when you see it you, c- you kind of get what's happening you're Ish. like oh shit this is happening it makes sense it, like, yep. there, it's a little bit I will say just like off the top initial impressions okay the found footage-ness of, is a little bit more of a stretch than it was in the dirties like, sure like yep. you know like cans of film like anyway we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later but yep. it's like carting around cans of canisters of film and film making cameras that like so the, the okay, well, hold on. The basic setup, okay, is right. that there's these two guys who are not really CIA agents working for yeah. There's the, the, the brightest graduates of Harvard and Princeton. That's right, working yeah. for the CIA, mm-hmm. and they get called in to investigate, or or they find out accidentally that there's a mole at NASA. This yeah. is during the height of the space race, and they pitch to the to the the director of the CIA to send them over to NASA to investigate and find out if there's a mole. Right. When they're there, they realize that they accidentally find out that NASA cannot possibly get to the moon before well, they, can't, they can't land on the. moon. They can't land on the moon. They can like get in orbit of the moon, but they can't actually land on it before 1970. Yeah. And as JFK has promised, they're going to do it. So they pitch to the director of NASA. No, the director of the CIA. Oh, right, right. They pitched the director of the CIA to allow them to fake the moon landings. Yeah. And then what follows is essentially like a like a, like a a spy thriller more than... Ish. Kind of. A lot of it's just about also them, how they're going to pull off the shoot. Right. Right? They're like... They're like, like they're, it's like, how are we going to pull off this impossible task? Yeah. Because of like... Because the technology at the time is not there. Of like faking a moon landing yeah. coupled with a spy thriller. And, and who will help them... Who possibly has the technology to help them? Yeah. Famed director... Stanley Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick, yeah. And, I mean, and also, and just like I said, like the, you're overcoming the technical... Uh, the technical difficulties... Of faking of, such of a faking thing. Of faking the moon yeah. landing in terms of making the film, in terms of also how many people need to be on, in on the take. Yep. Like, how they're going to trick members of NASA. Yeah. And they have to trick most of NASA. Most of NASA. The only yeah. guys who are really going to know about it are the... Uh, the astronauts themselves. Okay. And then also, yes, there's also that added element of the spy thriller of, like, there's still the mole in NASA. And there's still possibly the, the CIA ga- guys following them. The CIA apparently, guys following them yeah. because they're like, you know what? Like, the two clowns who made this movie are... Do we really trust them? Do we really trust them yeah. to keep this all under wraps? And it just kind of it toys with that. Did it, this work for you? Before, yeah. before we talk about any of the, like, outside the film stuff that makes this interesting, right? Yeah. Because there is a lot of that. But there, there, there is a lot of that. Just as a movie, did it work for I you? I mean, as a movie, there's a few things which kind of, I, I think, uh, I can think play for it and play against it. I mean, okay. this movie doesn't, like, this movie is not uh, trying to convince you that they faked the moon landing, no. first of all. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if you're like, like, it is about faking the moon landing, but it's like how it could have maybe happened if it was, but it's not, like, it's not too 
weird and preachy and being like, this actually happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, like not, it's, it's not throwing itself out there like a Blair Witch style. This is for real. Yeah, footage. no, it's like... I actually asked him at after during my Q&A yeah. if, if he thought about promoting this movie as a Blair Witch fo- found footage style. <laughs> like, it's really happened. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, no, 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 Lionsgate owns it now. They, they're, it's like too late. The cat's out of the bag. But yeah, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so this movie is... Um, plays a lot... Like, when you asked if it did it for me, uh, and I guess to any listener of the podcast, I'm going to be using Dirties as a frame of reference. You, you shouldn't, though. You shouldn't, because nobody saw the Dirties. But a lot of people did see the Dirties. No, That's why. Okay, like, they even, they even said... The to- obviously, the tone of the movie is a lot like the Dirties. The, the, the relationship between the guys is a lot like the Dirties. The tone, the, the style, the characters, a, a, lot. a lot of stuff yeah. is like the Dirties. Yeah. So, I mean, if you didn't but like the But don't do dirties, it, because nobody saw the movie. Okay, but first of all... Fuck you! A lot of people did see the movie. Okay. They even they, like Matt Johnson's words out of his mouth yeah. when he presented the film were: "After the Dirties was such a big success, we were allowed to make any indie film we wanted." Mm-hmm. So don't say nobody saw that movie. Okay, okay. But a lot of people saw that fucking movie. It got fucking screened at Comic Con. All right, whatever. buddy. Go on. All I'm saying is, and that's my main criticism of it is that the characters, the setup, the film style, the relationship between the characters is all a lot like the dirties. Okay. It's just if those two kids from the dirties were just kids in the 60s and had to fake a moon landing, that See, is the movie I don't that find I that a criticism because nobody saw the dirties and the but, only but way they're going to Then how then okay, cool. So nobody saw a piece of art that they made so they get to make it again? That's not exactly logic. I I don't and I'm not think that's a problem they made it again. Are I, you okay so what if their third film does it again? That was my like issue. I like I really and I mean like full disclosure, I really really enjoyed Operation Avalanche. Yeah. But if they do it again a third time, are you going to be like, okay, kids? Do you know got to I mean? try something else. I, I I don't think that there's a risk of that. I think even towards the end of Operation Avalanche, they diverted somewhat from where they were with mm-hmm. the Dirties, and they even said during my Q and A that like they 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 kind of like wanted the movie to go in a particular direction, like yeah. a bit more in the comedy sense that the Dirties had, yeah. and they didn't go there. They went a little bit more serious, yeah, they and went a little more bit drama. more into the drama spy thriller stuff that mm-hmm. like totally I was not expecting. Yeah. And to me, that that was where the film was working. Was like I, I bought I bought their spy drama stuff yeah. Yeah, a yeah, little yeah. bit more. Um, so yeah, but it is like I said, it's a found footage film. Yeah. So there's a lot of like little like nudge nudge wink wink stuff, uh, like looking into the camera and like smiling and like thumbs up to the camera and whatever. Yeah. Like, and, and but there's also a lot of like holy shit, there's Russian spies infiltrating NASA yeah, like and the, the, we're gonna get killed by the CIA who don't really trust us because we're doing this crazy thing for them and they want to cover yeah. up the conspiracy from yeah the, the intensity Republic. levels that they get and ramps the, the way the fuck up they yeah. get like really 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 up there. Like there's a um, I ask them a lot of questions, not a lot of yeah. questions, but like two about the uh, the car chase sequence. There there is of course a, there is a, a car- like a ten minute single shot car yeah exactly like that's it i wouldn't say 10 minutes but it's like a pretty long single shot car chase sequence and it's like there's a lot of stuff like there's like um one of the things that they really wanted to show is that usually when you do a car chase sequence um most of the time the cars are like on a flatbed and stuff and they kind of move the camera around actually did it yeah exactly they were like they kind of wanted to like show you like sarah and i had this conversation they wanted to show you the fact that there wasn't that Mm -hmm. so they were like so you end up with the camera is like the camera guy in the back who's looking all around the car so you get the full 360 of the car which i was like to me as a film fan who like knows how that's shot i was like oh shit they're doing it for real and then as sarah who Uh, yeah doesn't necessarily doesn't have that didn't have that same reaction but was still like you still got a way bigger like intensity than you usually mm-hmm. get. Even if you don't understand necessarily like the meta of your like that means that it's not actually on a flatbed truck. It's yeah. you know like 
they're racing the car. She's like, yeah. She's like, it felt way more real because you. Well, because it was real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you see the 360 of the car, like looking in the front, looking in the back, all in one shot. Yeah. The guys like panning back and forth, and like windows are getting blown out and stuff. Like so. A lot of the intensity, even the first initial car scene, mm-hmm. where just kind of like he stalled at the car and just crashes into a actually pal- stalled, actually crashed. Well, not actually stalled, but actually crashed it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you just sort of like you kind of end up with this like tension that you don't get a lot of times mm-hmm. in a film because they did such a good job of making it like look and feel real that you you get you kind of get on board with it, and because the characters are not like. They're not real CIA agents themselves. They're just like dudes working for the CIA. Mm-hmm. You kind of end up uh, like sympathizing them with a lot more because you're like they don't have the like spy James Bond training, but they're trying to, and they're yeah, just like sort of fucking it up. But yeah, they're like yeah, trying, they're just kind of like trying real hard. They yeah. just kind of get like mixed up into all this. So yeah, yeah. it's it's really fun. Like, in that regard. The other stuff, I mean, you kind of have to comment on the outside of the film stuff that went into the NASA shots. Yeah. Because, I, I, don't, I don't know, like, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking great CG, or this is great whatever. Yeah. But no, they actually went on a tour of NASA yeah. and just filmed themselves with pocket spy cams yeah. while they're actually on territory in NASA, and then yeah. used that footage in the film. They used a lot of that stuff. They, same yep. thing, too, with the, the guy who um, the guy who did the NASA photos, like, the guy who actually cataloged... The moon landing oh, yeah, photos. Yeah, yeah. He's there in the film as, I guess, like an older version of himself because he was like 20, obviously, right, like when right, this actually right. happened. But now he's like a guy in his 60s, you know. So, but he's like actually talking about the photos and like how they did actually take reference photos. Mm-hmm. Like NASA took reference photos of places on Earth to like for the PR for the moon landing, like before yep. they ever actually went to the moon. Like, and I was like, I guess so, eh? Like, I mean, I guess they, like, had to have, like, posters and pictures for magazines. Similarly, I think they went on a tour of Shepperton Studios where, um, what's his name actually worked? Kubrick, uh, worked on Stanley Kubrick actually worked, yeah. and they, they filmed that stuff and used it actually in the... Yeah. And same thing, the too, did they, uh, did they talk about how they got those Kubrick shots? Yeah, and they, they, it was like, they took photos of yeah. him working on the set there's of... there's no footage of him. 19... I want to say 67, 68? No, no, no. What's the name of the movie? 2001. 2001. Yeah. They're working on 2001, and then there was no actual footage of him, no film. Yeah. So they took still shots, and they had a, like a computer guy digitally recreate 3D fucking models of like what it's going to look like, yeah. and then have had actors walk a green ske- screen through a 3D environment, yeah. and then put them in there. So it's like way more complicated than stuff that goes into big budget movies, and... They, the only reason they did it is because nobody else is dumb enough to try and attempt putting together a shot like this. Like, yeah. moving moving the camera and the actor simultaneously while doing the 3D interpolation yeah. and putting yeah. them into a screen. Like, nobody does that. Yeah, it's yeah, usually yeah. all, like, 2D and, you know, like, walking back and forth or forward, backward on a, yeah. on a still frame. Yeah. So, that, that stuff to me, that totally fucking worked. The shot with Kubrick in it was fucking amazing. Yeah, you, amazing. you, you fully it buy so it. Good. Yeah. Like, like, Sarah thought that it was, like, a guy in makeup. And I'm like, no, The only man, one that Kubrick. didn't quite work was the one in Mission Control. He could tell. He was like jarry, like it was yeah, a little he jarry. Yeah, he looked a little too yeah. flat. He looked like on the like the weird yeah. angle. But uh, but other than that, it was like fucking incredible how good good looking that. Same stuff thing too looked. with I mean when you talk about you're making a uh, a found footage film from the sixties, yeah. you obviously know that it's not going to be digital. It's not going to be whatever. It would yeah. be shot on probably sixteen millimeter. And how they, they actually shot some stuff on, but the original, very yeah. little. But what yeah. they ended up doing is that they reduced the frame rate of their digital footage <laughs> and then printed 
frame by frame onto 16 millimeters. So there was right. like a 16 millimeter print Step. of it, yeah. even though it wasn't filmed on 16 millimeter because they were like, yeah. there'd be no way it would be like, there were like, it'd be millions of dollars of yeah, yeah, film. Yeah, the they wouldn't be able to like just run around in the woods the way they did with like these giant. He, he said they also, um, that scene at the end where he's like, they're filming him splicing together yeah. shots. Yeah. That was actually him splicing together shots and they used that spliced stuff in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. How awesome is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so they're, uh, like, from a technical perspective, it looks and feels perfect. Yeah. From, like, a and, thing and from the 60s. From a te- like, there's not a lot of movies that do actual technical stuff like this anymore. Yeah. I, I, I thought the whole thing was super impressive from that regard anyway. And it, yeah. it, like, honestly, it worked for me as a little bit of a thriller on its own. It didn't yeah. have the same feel as, like, a Hollywood thriller. But yeah. that's okay, because this is, like, a low-budget... Yeah, I would say. I mean, like, like, yeah. for 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 my the amount that I like poo poo on it in the beginning yeah. because I get it, it's that was the only part that like took it out took me out of it a little bit yeah. was just its similarity to the to their last work like in terms sure. of just I was, and like I said you you say okay you know what not enough people saw the dirties yeah we're this is getting this is getting a theatrical release sure is. and everything uh, yeah. I think in September so you guys like cool you did your thing again to a bigger audience like yep. I get. I get it. I just, I really hope that, like, I'm excited for what their third thing is. Because if it's the dirties again, I'll be like, guys, come on now. Dude, I'm I, super fucking excited for whatever they do next. This this was different enough that my mind is blown again after yeah. the dirties. And, like, for a num- for very different reasons than I was excited by the dirties. But, yeah. um, but I don't know, but I don't know if maybe, maybe the solution is to have other actors. Like, maybe it's an acting thing. Like, I don't know if they can... Maybe. Because they are themselves again, right? Like, Matt Johnson is Matt Johnson, yep. and Owen Williams is Owen Williams yep. again. Yep. And they even have like the same kind of like friendship that sort of blows up and gets strained in one way, and then like. But that's okay, man. No, do you, I, Who cares? I do because I'm like, what happens if it's a third movie where you're like, okay, this is a movie where Owen yeah, Williams. What if the framing is totally different? They're fucking cavemen, and they do this insane. Like and then is Owen mad at Matt because Matt went over the line again and then they stop being friends and, like, and, and in a caveman setting and they do fucking like I mean maybe that's their thing and maybe they're gonna just keep doing that that'd be so crazy <laughs> like like our friendship blowing up time and time again and like it makes me wonder if their friendship has ever pieces. blown up in yeah. this way <laughs> uh, yeah anyway. anyway whatever man I would recommend this this is like this to me it was good enough and weird enough that I could recommend it to like people who are like not into indie weird movies and just be like hey this is a crazy movie it's be different than what you're expecting mm-hmm. but it's a crazy take on the fucking um the like d- fake the moon landings yeah. conspiracy theory bullshit there's like technical and like character stuff enough that is interesting for fucking anybody i'm gonna get yeah. my parents to see this movie yeah, i thought, yeah, it, I thought yeah. it was good enough for that yeah. yeah i think that anybody who enjoys kind of like yeah, this is totally movies. wide interest and it's like hard to sell just on it's a crazy spy movie yeah. but it's good enough to and yeah, I mean, it. yeah i mean it's kind of interesting too if you are into any of the if you like any of the conspiracy theory stuff on uh i guess What's the word I'm looking for? Like a casual level. Yeah. There, it's they they tie a lot of the theories together, like the Kubrick involvement, because yep. Kubrick's name was dropped as one of the guys who supposedly was involved, was involved. Yeah, in yeah. Uh, faking the moon landing. Same thing too with the um, sending back the uh, the telemetry uh data that's yep. already that's uh, addressed in the movie. Yeah, they actually address all of the like complaints about actually faking the moon landing stuff. I thought very well. Yeah, exactly. Now, not perfectly because I I actually have a partial interest in this stuff and okay. I went to the if you go to the NASA website right. they have a list of like here's all the stuff that you guys say we faked and here's all the reasons why it's not true right. so they like they have a very very thorough itemization of all right. of the the like fake theories okay. or whatever and all the rebuttals so that stuff is all there I mean but I mean they're not going to like again this isn't a real documentary this it is, isn't a real documentary this is a fictionalized exactly. telling of it where they do they do pick and choose like their bits and what kind of stuff they think is fun. And anyway, stuff they don't. two thumbs way up for me, man. Good job, I, I said I, I highly, highly 
highly recommend it. It's probably one of my favorite films of the year this far. Yep. Uh, from Fantasia, but I just, I kind of, I was just a little. You were like ticked at them for doing it again. Just, just a little bummed because I was like, come on, I was like, be different, like be different guys. Oh, you're nuts. I don't okay. think I'm nuts. Like, I mean, like, like, surely you can understand where I'm coming from a little bit, that they are their dudes again. It's, it's true. That doesn't bum me out even in the slightest. Okay, then that's, I guess, yes. that's okay. a we're, difference of opinion. Are we doing anything else? I have no idea. Maybe. Maybe. I'm going to try and get out tomorrow. We'll see what happens. All if right. not, it doesn't happen. So far, Fantasia 2016 has been a ton of fun. Thanks, everybody, for their support. And we love you, I suppose. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Hey guys, it's me again. Uh, just a quick reminder, 9to5.cc is a fan-made, fan-supported website. That means we don't have uh, any sort of an advertising budget. The only way we really have to get our name out there is by our fans uh, sharing us, liking us, and supporting us. So if you enjoy uh, what we're doing, um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're there. Uh, tell your friends that this podcast is happening, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, also, if you like what we're doing, we do have uh, a podcast for the rest of the year, John and I, uh, called 9to5 Entertainment System that we do with the other founders of the sites, uh, Scott and Sophie, and we also have another podcast that we do uh, through the rest of the year called uh, Go Plug Yourself for Myself and Walter J. Ling. Uh, talk to people that have interesting stuff coming up in Montreal. So, uh, once again, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, we're on both of them. Uh, if you see us at the festival, come say hey, and uh, keep listening and keep enjoying the show. We're going to try to keep having episodes pretty much on a daily basis. Uh, Fantasia's been so great so far, so uh, yeah, I'm done. Here we go. Thanks for listening. It's a 5.cc. We're not working. Why should you? Thanks for listening. <laughs>